Are we uh, working, Brandon? Are we ready, Brandon? Brandon's teaching me the wonders of the computer. Before you, Brandon, I had to figure this out on my own, by the way, pretty much. And uh, I appreciate You did good. I appreciate everything you do. Welcome. Right. Welcome we- to the Four Outdoorsman, everybody. Sunday is on MyBobCountry.com. In the Twin Cities, it's uh, 106.1. Up north, it's 105.5. And down south in the Rochester, it's 107.5. And we're on every Sunday. All we do is BS about hunting and fishing and anything else outdoors. I'm Steve Strasinski. My buddy here is Mark Lukey. And yes, we're called the four outdoorsmen, but there's only two of us. <laughs> As Brian pointed out, we're the square root of four now. We're the what? We're the square root of four. I guess so, yeah, I guess so. That's Br- Brandon Backstrom is the engineer of all of our shows. Without him, we're none. we got to get Brandon I don't get a hand to keep this thing going. He's been with Bob for a couple of years. And I want to do a shout-out before we even start talking about the outdoors. Next to us is the Bob FM merchandise booth over there. And Emily and Dawn are there manning that thing or femaling that thing over there. And you need hats and shirts and whatever else they got. Hey, Emily, have you got any tattoos left? Well, I'll tell you what. Go get a tattoo. These, these Bob FM tattoos are really cool. They last about a week. I have showered since last Sunday. I'm a, trust me. I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> I saw you get that put on a week ago, and it's still on your arm. Well, I'm sure. kind of proud of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Talking about it. And her mom, <laughs> Dawn, is back there as well. But Emily is... Uh, this is Emily's last day with, with MyBobCountry.com. She's moving on to bigger and better things. So, Emily, thanks for all you do, and we're going to miss you, young lady. I, 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 we appreciate you. Mark, what's going on with you, buddy? Well, we're at the Great Minnesota Sweat together today. It's 100 degrees and uh, a little different than last Sunday, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it seems warmer, not that much warmer, but i tell you what, the people... A lot fewer people than they have been the entire week. Brandon's been here every day. Am I correct in that one, Brandon? Uh, no, almost. Okay. There's fewer people today than was last Sunday. I can guarantee oh, you that. Oh, definitely. So it's, it's bearable. Sometimes you walk up and down these streets, and you, you can't walk up and down. It's like a, one of those mash, mosh, mosh pits. pits. Mosh yep. pits or something like that. But today's a bearable bold day. What, what was your week? What's going on with you, kid? Well, it's... Uh Big news, the kids go back to school tomorrow, so uh, Mama and I are excited about that. So, a lot going on. It's, it's, it's almost too hot to fish, but I, I managed to go fishing yesterday. And? And uh, we did pretty well. The key on a mega, mega hot day, here's a pro tip. Go to a lake that's fed by a natural spring. All right. Water's a lot cooler. The fish aren't quite as lazy, and uh, we had a great time. And you talked about that was a pro tip. Obviously, you're not a pro, right? I'm not a pro. I, uh, my friend Eric told me that after the fact. Yeah. After we caught fish, I'm like, I'm surprised they actually uh, were biting today. But it's a spring-fed lake. It was cool. It was nice to get in the water, so it's a wonderful day. And what a li- great weekend to be on the water. It's, it's tough in the metro. Every single boat ramp is absolutely packed with folks that – don't get to the water much, so it's kind of a circus. And you, like the uh, average fisherman in the state of Minnesota, are, are not going to disclose what lake you were fishing on. You know, I'm not because it's a wonderful place, and I don't want a million people there. <laughs> hey, we, we always do shout-outs every week when listeners check in and say, hey, we got some stuff happening here. And I've got to do a shout-out to the Sathry family, S-A-T-H-R-E. They're from Adams, Minnesota, and... Uh, they, they, they come up and visit us every year when we're at the State Fair. My wife and I go down and see them in Adams, Minnesota. But they do a product. Jill and Kevin make ah, this, this, this uh, syrup here, maple syrup. They sell thousands and thousands of bottles. Of, 
and it's called SAP3, S-A-P-T-H-R-E. And I'll tell you what, it's wonderful. They gave me a couple of cases just now to spread around. There's not a chance in hell that I'll be able to, to take on care of a couple of cases of syrup myself. So I'm going to sell these bottles for $5. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding because I know she's listening. I know she's listening. Um, and I got a shout-out to those guys, Kevin and, and Jill, for this kind of stuff. They also make a thing called Misky, which is maple-flavored whiskey. And it's all legal, pal. There's no um, moonshining down there. And uh, so good for them. But their kids, they come up here every year because they're involved with the FFA. And I just found out what the difference is between FFA and uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, what's the other? Who knows what the other? 4-H. 4-H, yeah. And uh, uh, Addie, the, one of the daughter, daughter Addie said, 4-H, you have to take classes to get involved in that. Uh, with FFA, 4-H, you don't, you just join. So these kids get involved in competitions every year. And this year, down in uh, the county where Adam, uh, Adams, Minnesota is, Addison took champion 4-H with her swine down there. And this year, Bo, the young man, is a hell of a baseball player. Uh, he took champion FF, FFA uh, showman at the Minnesota State Fair. That's pretty good Good for those kids, boy. So they're nice kids. So thanks for being listeners of the Four Outdoorsmen. Now let's talk fishing a little bit, right? Yeah. My, my buddy Mark just came back from a, like a 10-day trip with his dad, nine-hour drive, I don't know about you guys. I couldn't drive nine hours with my old man for nothing. It was more than nine. It was 11. <laughs> it was 11. Anyway, they went fishing someplace up in Canada, and you've got to tell this one fishing story. He's trying to get, him, get his old man a big old northern. His dad loves fishing northerns. This is a story that you'll never forget. Yeah, so um, we went to Long-Legged Lake Lodge a couple weeks ago. Wonderful team up there. Wonderful place. My first time there. And um, walleyes were just jumping in the boat we just had a great time catching walleyes but my dad loves catching northern pike now it's fun to catch them it's not fun to take them off which i had to do of so i wasn't terribly excited to catch small northern so we're like let's go for the big ones right so we kind of knew that the big the big northerns were going to be hanging out deep underneath the humps where the walleyes were so we spent hours and hours and hours trolling deep about 30 feet and it came to our last day, and everything came together. There was a beautiful sunset. It was our last day. Uh, my dad's getting older. Hopefully, we can go again. But it, it just was a lot of things perfectly come together. We go over a hump, and at the bottom of the hump in 30 feet, I see just a log, a log sitting down there. I know that's a big fish. Could be a muskie. Could be northern. Anyway, we pass over that, and uh, nothing. We get deeper and deeper. It's about 50 feet. I say, all right, Dad, time to crank it in. As soon as he turns his reel, smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. I knew it was a huge fish. He has a really, really old bamboo rod. It's about an inch thick. And it was bent over, screwing line out, just having a great time. Finally get it up to the boat. And our net clearly wasn't big enough, but it wasn't just a walleye net. It was big enough. I go to net the thing. Everything's coming together. It's the perfect scenario. I'm going to get him his record northern. I start putting the net over the head, and it does an absolute alligator spin, right? So this is a big fish. This is a 20-pound fish. So when least. you told the story the first time, you said that the net was a big net, but not quite big enough for this fish, It wasn't right? like a musky net. It All wasn't right. a net where you just scoop a whole you know, 50-inch fish up. Yep. Now, I've caught a 44-inch northern before. 
And this was all of that. This was a giant, giant northern. So anyway, Nets halfway down the fish, does a barrel roll. It's, we have a huge plug on. The hook catches the side of the net. And I see the net getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Finally, it's like a tennis racket because it's all wound tight. The northern ripped his own jaw off to get away. So wow. the fish got off. We pulled up the lure. There was four inches of the bottom of the fish's jaw oh my God. on the hook, and, and we lost it. So I, I lost the perfect chance to catch a record fish for my dad. So if anyone out there is uh, listening is with PETA, uh, just pretend you never heard that story. Uh, be because, just has uh, a sore jaw. Yeah, but uh, sore jaw. But that's that's a great story, by the way. Hey, yeah. uh, listen, we're gonna have some guests on the show tonight. We have uh, Brenda from the Minnesota Elk Breeders Association. They're right down the block here. She's gonna be here about six twenty. Then at six forty, we've got uh, Chad Hughes from Wings North. It's a game farm in Pine City, Minnesota. As a matter of fact, their booth is right across the street from us. If you're walking around right now, go talk to Chad. He's crazy. It's a lot of fun. Learn about uh, the Wings North and Pine, Swid- and Pine City. But Mark, you got a couple of guests on stage. Yeah, we have a special guest. Uh, my friend Brian. Brian and I work together at a place called Architectural Testing, which no longer exists. About what, what Brian? Eighteen years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was quite a while, I guess. Now. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyway, Brian and I have kept in touch, and his son Mason is involved in in, uh, in high school clay pigeon shooting. And he has big news to share with us. We're going to tell the whole story. Mason is a state champion in clay pigeon shooting. Mason, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, right up next to the mic and talk real loud, okay? We got you. Anyway, Mason, um, Brian keeps us up to date on everything you've been doing, and you are clearly a fantastic shot, a state champion. Tell us exactly what event you won, and uh, we'll go from there. So this year I won my ninth state title. It was wow for uh, the Minnesota Sporting Clays, and so that's uh, pretty much trap on a whole nother level. Um, so I won sub junior for that for my age class, pretty much. That's what sub junior is, and then uh, I got second place for A class, which is just different ranking, pretty much. So you've won nine state championships. Is that a record of some Are you the Michael Phelps of Minnesota clay pigeon shooting? Maybe one day, but right now, definitely not. <laughs> Do you know what the record is? Is, it, is there I, a chance that you can hit it? I mean, I've done the math, and if I stay at the rate that I'm going right now, I'll finish high school with about 24. Wow. And so I assume that's a record, but I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just love the sport, and I love doing it, so... Congratulations, man. Where, where was the event held this year? Wild Marsh shooting. Shooting complex. Wild shooting. Marsh? Where is that? What's, what city is that? Clear Lake, Minnesota. Yep. That's so awesome. So right. tell us, were you a clear favorite? Did you just blow away the competition? Tell us how the actual event went down. So for the state shoot for this one, it's not through the high school, so there's not as many yep. kids. But I knew I'd still have some competition at this one. Um, but, I mean... I, going into it, I was a little nervous because I hadn't done as much practice as I would have hoped. But there wasn't really much pressure on it. Um, but, I mean, shooting the shoot, I felt really good about it the entire time. Um, except for the second day, my gun ended up breaking. And Uh-oh. so that, was, that put a big halt on my, on my shooting. But it, I powered through it, and I got, got it done. So. so you said you, you, gun, you, you broke your gun. What are you doing? Are you throwing bullets at these? Come on, how do you, what happened then? You got uh, to do something. I, 
I actually got lucky enough that the person behind me that I was shooting with us had an extra gun for me to use. And it was a very nice gun. I was very thankful for that. Um, so now I might have to buy a nicer gun here because I shot pretty well <laughs> with that one. But my guess there you is, go, Dad. Yeah, my guess is it's like shooting clay pigeons and target shooting and all that's got to be like any other sport like golf or whatever yep you, the pros have their own golf clubs and they love all this they would never do as well with somebody else's golf clubs without tons of practice exactly you just, to, yep. you just had to take a strange gun and work with it exactly yeah i mean that's, I, that's cool that's tough yeah i was lucky enough to have it somewhat fitted to how my gun was and so i think that helped a lot but i mean i was just really thankful i was still able to shoot with it so how long have you been doing this? How many years? I think nine-ish. Like, Mason, what year in high school are you? I'm a sophomore this year. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, Mason started coming out shooting with us when I started taking up sporting clays when he was about six. And he'd walk around with a 410 and shoot the occasional target. And then by the time he was eight, he was shooting with the adults. And now he's shooting better than most of the adults. So like the average average guy like myself who knows nothing about this sport, I've shot I've shot clay pigeons or target shooting a couple of times, you know, not much. I I would probably be fifty percent. That's probably what I would be. It's true. Yep. Um, oh shut up. Don't tell them how bad I am. <laughs> you are wonderful at a lot of things in life. Shooting a shotgun at a moving target is not one of them. Although we were duck hunting last year. Yeah, who got the ducks last you year? You did, and, right. and, and uh, a blind squirrel so anyway, does find now, a nut. But you guys shoot, what, 100? There's 100, no. 100 shots every competition, something like that, right? 100 to 200, yep. Okay. Sometimes the most we do is 400 in a in, day. In one competition is 400. Yep. So if you shot 400 on a good day, how many targets would you hit? Around 85%. I mean, I average in the mid to high 80s right now. Wonderful. Yeah, and I am pretty happy with where I'm at with that. Now, that's, that sport has grown so drastically. If anyone out there is listening and has no idea what clay target shooting is all about, it has grown so drastically, they have run out of places to hunt, I mean, to shoot, and they're, mm -hmm. they're always looking for new places to start new, new areas like that. Um, if you've been doing it for nine years, what is the percentage of girls today shooting as compared to when you started eight or nine years ago, and Brian can do this. So our high school team has about 45 shooters on it right now, and you can start shooting when they're 12. As soon as they get their gun safety, they're allowed to shoot on the team. Um, at our highest, we had about 10 girls on there, and I think last year I had four that were on there. So um, I will say our girls are just as good a shooter as our boys. They're just as into it. So if you had 10, I, 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 would, I would have thought that the there'd be more girls every year as compared to what happened in your school that the number of girls dropped in 2022. It's just year by year. We had a few graduate. And we had a, a few that came back in. Uh, we'll probably have more because what happens is we get girls in there, then they bring their friends in. Because after they do it for a year, we very seldom have anyone that doesn't come back a second year. Yeah. Um, it's a fun sport. Yeah. Mason, right, go ahead. <coughs> Mason, um, do you, do you, is this just a fun high school thing for you, or do you see yourself taking this to the next level? Or are you interested in, in doing this in college? Is there college scholarships for shooting teams? Yeah, so I definitely see myself taking it a lot further than just high school. Um, I intend and I really hope that I get the chance to shoot in my college, mm -hmm. and there are lots of sponsorships for it, actually, and scholarships. And uh, that's just something I've really been looking into. It's kind of new to us, but 
I think now, we're kind of getting into it. Now with NIH, you can get you know fat checks from federal or something. There oh, you go. Yeah, yep. They'll lure, they'll lure you in. So how about Olympic? Like, is there Olympic trials, or would you have any interest in going that route, or is that for older older folks? So there is. There's no sporting clays. Sporting clays and skeet are my two games. Yep. Um, so there's no Olympic sporting clays, but there are Olympic skeet and Olympic uh, bunker trap. And that's something, bunker traps is something I haven't really tried yet, but I mean, I would love to try and go somewhere with skeet and that, but, or bring sporting clays up and make that something to be an Olympic sport. Do you think you have the, uh, the skills or the potential of being, I forget what you call it, when you cross-country ski and shoot, that kind of competition? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a little. That's a little far. I, I like to just shoot things. I don't know if I got to run and do it. Be fun to try. It would be fun to try. Be fun to try. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you, young man, Mason. Yeah, it's you. Mason, right? Yep. Congratulations. What school do you go to? Montemita High School. Oh, that's right. That's my kid's school. Yeah. Uh, and two of my kids out of three graduated. That's not a bad school. No, yeah. it is no, not. No, 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 no. Just kidding you. Yeah. Mason, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for Hey, who's your me. coach? Who do you got to thank? Who's, the old man's your coach, right? He is, yeah. Who, who else is your coach? Uh, we have Mr. Bob Goble, too. That's, oh, that's right, right. Bobby. Yep. The old man. And I know the Goble family really well. You know uh, that, obviously. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I talk, we were talking about Will Goble on the way here. And I've been at their place up in Ely a number of oh, times yeah. as well. Yep. They're, uh, they're good friends of our family as members of the Lions Club with the old man Bob, who um, uh, Jim Goble passed away, Grandpa passed away last year. Yep. But the great, great family. So to Bob Goble and Will Goble and all those guys out there for helping these kids, uh, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for joining us, Yeah, thank you guys. for having me. Mason and Brian, thanks, and Keepman, thanks for being such a good dad. <laughs> yeah. My dad helped me with guns, but it wasn't, he was pointing at something other than, you know, never mind. But, <laughs> no, take care of yourself. Thanks for being on the yeah, four outdoors. Thanks for having us. I'll tell you what. That's that's it's that's cool stuff. That is really cool stuff. Thank you so much, Mason and Brian, for coming now you up. You have three young. There are only groupies. They come every year and yeah. see us. You have. Three, I appreciate that. You have three boys, right? I three do. Boys. Uh, are any of them holding a, a pistol, a shotgun, or a twenty-two, anything like that, just yet? Yeah, the, I got them shooting. You know what? I actually went out and bought a two forty-three um, bolt action rifle. My son Nick gets to do youth deer hunt this year. At ten, you can go with the, with your dad or mom. And hunt. So I went out and bought, and he'll be shooting a rifle this year and, and shooting at a deer. But we've, yeah, we shoot pistols and everything. We have not shot shotguns yet. So um, Brian, I might need to hire you to, to train my son to be a shotgunner. The high school teams all start next week, so we'll we might be on your rivals. I'm Centennial School, so uh, we could take you. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll transfer. Mark's Mark's son is is uh, Nick. Is how old? Ten years old. He's ten. Yeah. Does he have the same enthusiasm for the outdoors and sports and hunting as yep. you do? He does, for sure. Okay, so it's not you're not like the typical no. sports dad. And, and, and I won't force kid. the kids either because um, there's a lot of times I was freezing my butt off and what, didn't want to be there. I don't, I don't want my kids to not want to be there. <laughs> All <laughs> so. right, hey, thanks for those guys. Um, we'll be right back. Take a little break here. We're going to be with uh, Brenda's going to join us with the Minnesota Elk Breeders Association. Now would be the time to check on the jerky. These smokers aren't going to tend themselves. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen on Bob Outdoors. Hey, there's no secret how The Four Outdoorsmen feel about Devil's Lake, North Dakota. There's so much to do for the entire family, whether or not you hunt or fish. Steve Carney as well, one of the most successful and respected guides in the Midwest. Well, he's hooked on Devil's Lake. 
After his most recent guiding trip there, Steve said, quote, Hey, Devil's Lake just might be the best fishery I've ever been on. I've got myself a walleye hangover. I think that's a pretty good thing. Hey, plan your next trip at devilslakend.com. Dezeal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and AC and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new efficient equipment that comes with a free industry-leading warranty and may qualify for additional rebates. For details, call Dezeal's Comfort Consultants or go to DezealHVAC.com. Hey, we all know Ely is home to some of the best fishing in all of Minnesota, and we brag that Arrowhead Outdoors is also the best bait and tackle shop in the entire area, and it is. For the second year in a row, Arrowhead Outdoors has been voted the very best fishing outfitter in the entire state, according to the readers of the Minneapolis Star and Tribune. That's a big deal. The best, not second, not third, the best. Hey, next time you're in Ely, stop by Arrowhead Outdoors and congratulate Chris and Steve and find out what makes Arrowhead Outdoors truly number one. And thank you. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. It's Neil here for Zero Res, inviting you to take advantage of a great August special on their air duct and dryer vent cleaning services. Schedule now and save $100 off your air duct and dryer vent cleaning service. Call Zero Res at 952-ZERO-RES or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Bob FM air duct cleaning special. Zero Res, spell it forward and backward, it spells the same. And don't forget to tell them Neil sent you from Bob FM. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code HOOD for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code HOOD for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HOOD. Summer means road construction in Minnesota. If you're behind the wheel, work zone safety is part of your job too. Slow down in work zones. Remember, slower speeds save lives. Put away distractions and keep your eyes focused on the road. Move over when you can to give crews more room to work. When we all work together, everyone gets home safely. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. All right, welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen, everybody. The Minnesota State Fair. 
How many times? Hey, let's see, see. Get a little hand out there, huh? Everybody's, everybody's eating out there. Everybody's eating out there. I, I'm guessing it costs. Um, I'm going to ask you sitting right there, sir. Just who did you come to the state fair with? Okay, how much money are you going to spend today? Too much. No, 400, 500? That's a lot. Four, all right, 300 bucks. Wow, well, good for you, and you picked a good day. But thanks for joining us in the Four Outdoorsman. Mark, you got some shout-outs? What's going on here? Yeah, I have a lot of shout-outs. Yeah, sure. For those of you that don't know, we are the Four Outdoorsman radio show every 6 o'clock on Sunday night on Bob FM. Um, we've been doing this for about, what, nine years now? Our ninth year, a ninth year, yep. A little about, bit about Stuart and myself. We just started this because we like to enjoy the outdoors, have fun, talk to people. Learn stories and tell interesting stories. We're not necessarily pros in anything. Um, Stu's a pretty good shot. I'm okay at fishing. That's about it. But we like to talk to people. We like to learn about different things, including our next guest, of course. Yeah, that's, that's uh, so what makes anything, the show was the guest. You anything bet. interesting, we like to talk about it. So we're on the Bob Radio Network all around the state. You can also listen to our podcast on any podcast platform. The number four outdoorsman.com also will uh, will get you to that. But anyway, thank you everyone. We've done the state fair show a couple years now. What's great about it is we're used to sitting in a studio by ourselves and Brandon in the dark, and we don't really get to see a lot of people and see uh, who we're reaching. So it's that's what's great about the state fair. Sir, what do you like about broadcasting the state fair? Uh, well, you know Besides the answer the to ladies. this. No, I love looking at ladies. I, I love uh, if my pretty wife was down here, walking down the street. I would not even be doing the show. I'd be watching her all the all the time. But just watching people, I just it's it's a it's a it cool is deal, great man. People watching it, it is, is and, for um, sure. I get away with that stuff because uh, I'm 72. Yeah, you do, you do. I don't. I hide in the corner. But anyway, I'm going to do some shout outs quick. Uh, every week we post a uh, Fort Dorsman shout out where people can say hello. Tell us what's going on. See if there's anything going on in the outdoors world. And here's a couple. Um, Twin Cities Wall is unlimited. Good friends of ours says happy Labor Day weekend, everyone. We're excited to start our 23-24 season with our friend Brad Jouar from Open Water Trolling Clinics. Taking open water walleye fishing. For more info, go to tcwalleyes.com. Great organization. Here's one from Brian, our recent guest. My sister-in-law, Jill Lubbers, who I'm going to... Lovers Thomas, I guess. I'm going to spend tomorrow with on the lake. Says jet skiing with my kids, trying to catch some bluegills off the boat launch. Uh, Christina Ringgold, do you remember her from Legendary Longtails? I, I do. She was our guest last year at the state fair. Says coming up on October 28th, all women's hunt at Wings North. Wings North will be on next. Sign up on Pheasants Forever under events. Our buddy Steve Renneberg from Arrowhead Outdoors says, slow start to the bear and early goose season this weekend in the Ely area. Fishing, on the other hand, was almost as hot as the weather. Fall bite has started in Ely. He has some pictures of some absolute monsters in Ely, Minnesota. So go check it out. Go to Ely. Well, what I'll a great you, place the, in the fall to go. The only reason Chad Hughes is having an all-woman's hunt at Wings North up there next week, whenever it's going to be, is because he knows he can, he'll have all those pheasants for the following week as well. Because oh. you know how it goes. But No, I'm just kidding. I know there's a lot of great women shooters out there. But that's a cool thing. Wings North will have Chad Hughes on it at 640. I have one shout-out. Young man named Eric who listens every I don't even know his last name. Listens every Sunday in his garage. He's up in Ely, Minnesota right now. 
and he just stopped into Arrowhead Outdoors and said hi to Chris nice. and, and Steve for us. So, Eric, uh, thanks for listening to The Four Outdoors. We have a young lady named Brenda Harkoff. Yes. Harkoff, and she's with the Minnesota Elk Breeders Association. You want that mic down a little bit? You can just pull it down. Oh, hang, hang on, help you out here. Live radio. There we go. All right. Tell All us, right. Tell us what the Minnesota Elk Breeders Association is. So we're an association of uh, elk breeders. Um, main activities that we do are advo- advocacy and education. Uh, we also do a, a elk hunt in uh, the fall for a um, disabled veteran, typically. We'll be doing it our 17th year this year. You know, that's one of the questions I was going to ask you. I, I, I've known about your association for a number of years, but I didn't realize they, you guys started like in 1990 or something like that, breeding elk in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, when we got in, uh, my husband and I was in 1993. There were about 40 breeders at the time. I would say by 2001, there were about 300 breeders in the state. So how many, how many breeders are there right now in the state of Minnesota? About 70. 70. Mm-hmm. All right, so what got you into breeding elk in the first? I love elk meat. How many people out there have ever tasted elk meat? It's wonderful. I'll tell you what. You know, it's wonderful. I'm, I've shot a lot of deer in my life, but... Uh, I'll take elk over yeah, white tail any day. Elk any day. I don't care what. Oh, it's corn fit. Who gives a rat's butt, man? I'll take the elk <laughs> any day of the week. But what got you into... And Were you married at the time and you started breeding? Yes. Not, oh, that That's was a house. personal <laughs> question, sir. Yeah. Were you breeding before you were pregnant? No, before you were married? No, I'm just kidding you. All right, so how, what got you and your husband into that? Yeah, my husband and I were both raised on dairy farms, and we had a young family at the time, and we wanted to raise our kids on a farm. But we really didn't have much for resources. And so we were looking at some more alternative things, and uh, elk really rose to the top because of the markets. Uh, we, there were so many things you could do with the animal, and every product they put deuce is just incredible um, from the meat to the, the antler there's so many things you can do with the antler um, and they're the most beautiful animal that you could ever have in your pasture to look at every single day you were talking about some of the things that oh, of course I love elk meat and you can buy it commercially in the Twin Cities here and if you go on their website um, it's go what is the website yeah www.mneba.org Elk Breeders Association. Elk Breeders Association.org. You can find out all the places in the Twin Cities, state of Minnesota, where you can buy elk meat. As a matter of fact, one of them that every fresh time, which is about five blocks from my house in Badness Heights, every fresh time in the state of Minnesota has has elk meat. What is the what is the difference in cost between elk meat and regular beef? You know, I never buy regular beef, so I honestly can't <laughs> tell you. Uh, all we eat is elk. Uh, wow. Raise our family on elk. You know, we'll buy pork and chicken once in a while, but I haven't bought beef for years. Um, what, uh, what are some unique, like, problems or difficulties raising elk? Is it, do you need more land? Do, you, do they just graze, or do you have hay? Like, I, I'm familiar with raising beef, but how, how do you raise an elk from, from birth to the butcher? I think what's really interesting about elk is in the winter, their metabolism naturally slows down like it does in the wild. And we actually feed them less in the winter. You feed them too much, it's not healthy for them. Uh, too much protein is not healthy for them. Uh, corn is generally too rich for them. So it's more oats and hay are okay. their primary diet. 
Do they are they safe in the winter? Do you need shelter or barn, or are they just they're just free range all the time? They're free range all the time. Uh, actually, summer is a lot harder on them than yeah. winter. It's the heat and the bugs that really bring them down. But they thrive in the winter. You know, the colder it is, they just hunker down together, and then they're jumping through the snow, and it's a sight to behold. How how long do you have to wait before you? can butcher an elk to make it worth your while to make some money. How old does an elk have to be? Yeah, generally two or up. Um, but the interesting thing about the cows is we can get a few calves off them and, and butcher them at six or seven and the meat is still prime. Uh, it's one of the amazing things of many about elk. The bulls, not so much. You would typically process them about the same time you would a beef cow. But uh, elk cows can be uh, premium meat at a very advanced age. How, um, just like women, just like human being women, the older they get, the prettier. He knows my wife, right? Yes. Yeah, she's, yeah, I got lucky. Anyway, so let's talk about elk again. We're going to talk about elk again. Um, how, many, how many elk do you have? How many are bulls? And how many are cows? Yeah, so it's generally about 50-50 on our farm. We've had over 200 elk at one time. Why wow. do you need? Why do you need 50 bulls and 50 cows when one bull can can do its do thing. Do what's true. Yeah. Do its thing with <laughs> how many? 20, 30, 40, right? Right. Yeah, we bred as many as 60, 70 cows over the years in one season. So you'd need about three breeding bulls for that. But really, you know, antler is a product that they produce every yeah. year. Oh, I see. And so we're harvesting that antler either for the velvet uh, part of it or selling the bulls as trophy bulls. I know when you raise a beef, you know, they're very selective on the bulls, and usually it's artificial insemination. Do you just let her buck with the natural population, or do you have to be really selective on, on the breeding? We're selective on the breeding. You know, antlers are what pay the bills. And, yep. um, you know, if we think we need a little more length on our antler, we'll look for bulls that have that antler length. If we sure. want more width, we, we go for that. Um, we've changed directions over the years with what kinds of bulls we use based on the on the traits that we think we're lacking in. She was talking about bull elks, and they they really do something with every part of the bull, right? You produce something for, you gotta make a dollar, of course, but you're helping everybody as well. The elk's antlers, we've all seen them. If you've ever seen an elk run through the woods or on TV, nature, television shows, it's amazing these animals can, like a moose, can get through the woods. One mature elk, bull, can produce 20 to 30 pounds of velvet off of those horns. That's what I've read here recently. So what good is the velvet? What do you do with the velvet? Yeah, great question. So the velvet, uh, if you've been by our booth, you know that uh, the antlers have a velvety covering on them when they're growing, it protects the antler. If we're going to sell the velvet, we harvest it about halfway through its growing stage. So at about 60 days or so. And it's the marrow inside that people are looking for. And it's actually sold as a nutraceutical product. It naturally contains glucosamine, chondroitin sulfate, and collagen, along with growth factors. It's actually a banned NFL substance because of that. But people take it for joint inflammation and pain. Uh, they give it to their pets for the same reason. Is this stuff, uh, what's it called? 
Approved? Who approves that? F, who, FDA? Is that FDA approved? Yeah, it's a nutritional supplement, so, you know, it's a natural supplement, so it undergoes the same regulations that any natural supplement would go through. Let me, Mike, hang on a second. This lady eats a lot of alcohol, family does. You think this stuff doesn't work to take care of you? She's 87 years old. 87 years. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to talk a little bit more about the Elk Breeders Association. So you guys come together, have an association. Is the goal to get more people involved in raising elk? Or what, what is your main objective for, or is it promoting elk meat, um, you know, for general consumption? You know, it's everything. Um, but generally, when we get together, it's really a time for education. You know, we're raising alternative livestock. So we're all learning from each other. You know, when we have a problem or two, you know, we're learning from others. What do you do when you have that problem? What does your vet tell you to do? Because not every vet works on elk. You know, it's a specialty thing. So really working together and talking through your problems, your issues right. really helps. Does uh, our elk affected by chronic wasting or does that not affect them at all? It does. Uh, they have more of a natural immunity than mm -hmm. white-tailed deer, but yes, they are susceptible. So that's something, obviously, that's been in the news a lot, so you have to be very careful. Do you have to test, or how do you, how do you manage that? Absolutely. Uh, on our farm, we've been testing since 1998. Wow. So any animal that dies or you bring to uh, process, slaughter, dies for any reason, you have it tested. She was talking about chronic wasting disease, I think. Is that right, CWD, you're talking about? What I find interesting is that, again, with the stuff that I just read, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I just read all this stuff. But with elk farms, less than 1% of the elk in elk farms that are raised privately in elk farms has been found to have CWD. Why is it so much more evident, or whatever you want to call it, in white-tailed deer in private farms? You know, I think it's just the fact that they are more susceptible to it more than anything there hasn't been a case of cwd and elk in minnesota in over 14 years wow that's wonderful that's wonderful can and you can you uh, uh make a living as a full-time farmer raising elk is that what you're doing you can yeah my husband uh is not working in town anymore he's doing elk full-time good for awesome. you i have one quick question uh we have about a minute left what is your favorite way to prepare elk meat um, since you eat it so much? What, if, if someone buys elk at a store, what's your favorite, what's your favorite way to eat well, it? Well, I have to absolutely say it's an elk tenderloin. I oh, have yeah. a marinade that I use, and uh, I cut it with a butter knife. It's is wonderful. it a homemade marinade? Yes. What, so tell us what's in it. <laughs> oh, lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce. Say that again. Lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce. Sauce. Say that again. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Just kidding. Um, let's see, what else? Just garlic and onion. This is nothing special, but awesome. a little oil. And oil helps it not to stick so much on the, the grate. So you always want an oil marinade when you're making elk. Brenda, where can someone find you or find more information about elk breeding in the state of Minnesota or where to get meat? Other than going down to talk to them at their booth right down there, they're about 100 yards down there. Where can they find more information? Absolutely, the website at mneba.org. Brenda, Minnesota Elk Breeders Association, thank you for being on the Four Outdoorsmen. Thank you very much. All right? You take care of yourself, okay? Thanks. And we're going we're gonna to come down and talk more about recipes. <laughs> I'd I'm, be I'm happy to. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that.
Hey, we're uh, going to be racking a couple, a couple of minutes, right? Who do, you have, have, who do we have coming up? Yeah, up next we have Chad Hughes from Wings North. I can't get the bumper music to going. I hit auto. Is that what happens? Oh, hold on one second. I'm learning. There we go. We're good at our job. I'm a professional. Be right back with the four outdoorsmen. We're just talking about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Come see us at the Minnesota State Fair. There's live music from Bob FM homegrown artists on the Furniture and Things front and center stage every day at 3. See who's playing at MyBobCountry.com and come sit in the shade and enjoy music in Bobtown. The Zeal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and AC and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new efficient equipment that comes with a free industry-leading warranty and may qualify for additional rebates. For details, call Dezeal's Comfort Consultants or go to DezealHVAC.com. Hey, we all know Ely is home to some of the best fishing in all of Minnesota, and we brag that Arrowhead Outdoors is also the best bait and tackle shop in the entire area, and it is. For the second year in a row, Arrowhead Outdoors has been voted the very best fishing outfitter in the entire state, according to the readers of the Minneapolis Star and Tribune. That's a big deal. The best, not second, not third, the best. Hey, next time you're in Ely, stop by Arrowhead Outdoors and congratulate Chris and Steve and find out what makes Arrowhead Outdoors truly number one. And thank you. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. All right, here we go. I think I figured out how to transition this. That's my boy. Brandon's getting food, so that's my he gone. That's my buddy Mark Lukey to the right. He's one of the of the two four outdoorsmen. Someday we'll figure it out, won't we? Uh, Do I have to hit stop? Huh? Click it again. It's okay. I remember my first time too. Um, this one. All right, we're good. 
Well, it worked. Yeah, you've only been doing this 14 years. No, nine years. You're just figuring it out now. I'm not a technology professional, sir. Hey, welcome. We're welcome back. I'm just, the- a, I'm just a voice <laughs> and personality. Yes, you are. We're the four outdoorsmen. My name is Steve Strasinski. I'm an old east side boy, left-handed. I say I'm a left-handed Polak from the east side of St. Paul. And uh, my buddy Mark Lukey, he's the guy that started the show about nine years ago on a different broadcast. Cumulus Broadcasting started this for a couple of years, and we made some changes, and Bob FM picked us up about four or five years ago, whatever it's been now, and now we reach all the way from Rochester all the way up to Alexandria, and all we do is BS about the outdoors. That's pretty much it. That's it. To get guests, we just look across the road and say, that guy looks like a yeah, good guest. Yeah, he, he looks like he's a good guy. Hey, but before we, before, we get, before we get to Chad Hughes of Wings North, I got to do a shout out to my buddy Gino Thompson's right down here. And Gino Thompson, we're really, really good friends. I've been played ball for, with Gino for maybe 10, 15 years anyway, all of that, I suppose. And he is 76 years old. He's probably the best 75-plus senior softball player in the state of Minnesota. And I mean that sincerely. I say that to him all the time. That's how good this guy is. Attaboy. Yeah. Get it done. I'm good. This guy's better. And you're Listen. injured. No. And someday, <laughs> I'll tell you what, someday we'll get Gino on here. Because he's got stories. He just took a garbage truck across the, from, where do you, where do you start, Gino? From Fort Fort Wayne, Indiana, all the way to California, and he never drove a truck before in his life. A garbage truck? There's got to be a story behind that. They they had to deliver some garbage trucks. He needed someone who was dumb enough to drive this thing over the mountain. Gino, what are you doing? I'm driving a garbage. You got to hear that story sometime. Chad Hughes, Wings Outdoors. Wings North. wings, uh, Wings North and... In Pine City, Minnesota, how you doing, my friend? I'm phenomenal, sir. Thank every you very much. Every day's a gift, right? Every Absolutely. Day's a gift, yeah. Chad, I've, I've never yeah. seen you without a smile, so you must be a happy man. Is that true? Relatively, if you love what you do, you know, it's not too and much I like work. And I see you everywhere. You are a hardworking man. Any show, any outdoors thing in Minnesota, Chad is there with, with a smile on. I appreciate that. We try to, right? We have fun and have a good time and spread goodwill and good cheer. We'll share the story with all of our four outdoorsmen listeners all the way, like I said, from Rochester up to Alexandria, who Wings North is and how the hell you got into this business. So Wings North is an outdoor recreation facility located in Pine City, Minnesota. Yep. Yep. We have pheasants, chuckers, bobwhite quail. We do the upland bird hunting. We also have two sporting clays courses, three trap ranges, uh, 16, we got a campground, overnight accommodations, water hookups, dump station. Uh, full bar, full restaurant, uh, true outdoor recreation facility. Boy, good for you. Now, I was on your site. I've been up there one time. wasn't hunting, but my wife and I just stopped and had a beer and a bite to eat. And it's a wonderful facility. You think of a, uh, like a hunting camp or a game camp, if you want to call it. You think it's, rust- think it's rustic. It's just a, a small piece of, this is a beautiful, beautiful place you got there. And your, your, your big room how many, how many people does that seat? That's a wonderful facility you have. With a couple of the deals with our back room, we can seat uh, 60 to 70 for intimate deals. We've got an outdoor facility that's got about 150 to 200. And then the, you know, the bar and the restaurant seats about another 50 to 80. It's, an, it's a nice place, only an hour and a half or whatever it is north of the Twin Cities here. How did Chad Hughes get into this business? You know, I was born and raised in it, Stu. There you go. That's born, the name. Uh, Wild Wings Bonica in right. Hugo, Minnesota. Right. And we opened uh, Jeff and Sue's Brainchild in 1998. We opened in 98, and 25 years later, here we are. I've been to Wild Wings a number of times with my son. He was a member there for a couple of years. What's cool about organizations like what this guy has, my son Mike would go to South Dakota pheasant hunting every year, once, maybe sometimes twice. 
but then you spend a lot of money, and sometimes it's hard to stay married, you know, because you, he said, listen, I, I got a couple of kids right now. I could save money doing the same thing, do the, all, the, all my hunting I want, but not have to take a week off of work to do it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we're, a day, we're a day facility. We do morning or afternoon groups, come up, put some birds out in the morning, shoot some clays, maybe have a bite to eat, and you're home by, uh, home by the time the kids get off the bus. What is the best thing for you about running this business? Personally, what I enjoy about it is the people. The people and the dogs and the experiences that you share with everybody. We're very, very fortunate. We host a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations. The legendary Long Tails you mentioned. Yeah. We work with them. Uh, Safari Club has a youth hunt at our facility actually September 10th. We do uh, Wounded Warriors, uh, Hometown Heroes, Presence right. Forever, Ducks and Limited Elk Foundation. We're very fortunate to be a part of all those. Good for you. Good for you. How does okay now? How does this work? If someone's never hunted at a at a, I'm still going to call it a game farm. I apologize. How does this work for someone who wants to go up there and shoot for four hours? How do you determine how many birds are going to be put out? All that kind of stuff. So the way we're set up is we base it off of a five bird per each individual. So for each individual over the age of 18. So if you're going to come up, we get five birds. We release them out. If you're coming at nine o'clock. We'll release those birds an hour to an hour and a half before you get there. We want them to be as wild as possible. Everyone knows what we're doing. We just want to make it as fun as we can for everybody else and as realistic as we can for the dogs and everything else. So you can train young hunters like my son Darian here sitting next to me or for the seasoned veterans and you're just getting your dog and ready to go before you're going to South Dakota and yeah. pacifying that need the other eight months out of the year. Yeah. So if you and Darian had a competition right now, with the same dog, who would win? Who's the best shot? You know, the youth and the reflexes are really taking over, sir. Is that right? <laughs> it is. It gets is getting right? more and more every year. Yeah. <laughs> Do you agree with that, young man? Yeah. Give, give, give Darian, Darian, right? Give Darian the mic. Get up there by the mic, Darian, would you? So you're, you're a hunter yourself, am I, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy hunting besides pheasants? Uh Bear, deer, turkeys, all everything. I like shooting everything. You just like to shoot, shoot, shoot stuff. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. What is your? No, I'm not done with you, kid. I'm gonna embarrass you. What's your What's your girlfriend's name? I don't have one. Oh, do you want one? See the one right out there? She's cute, man. <laughs> She's been looking at you. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Tell us what your favorite pheasant story right now. Your favorite favorite shot you've ever made. There's a lot of them, but last year's youth hunt was pretty good. Uh, a group of uh, my friends went out, and uh, one bird came up, and we all shot it at the same time. Couldn't recognize it afterwards. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Chad, do you make him work as hard as you had to work as a kid, or does he have it easy? He's got it just as tough. You know, all good, the, good all for farm, you. All the farm kids that we, you know, as you're raised up, you, you learn to work on the farm in a family-run business. You Except learn what the meaning of family is. But he doesn't have to raise pheasants like you did, though. No, 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 no raising of birds. The difference is the bar and the restaurant side of things. So he's actually a pretty good cook, too. Fantastic, fantastic. What I love about places uh, like yours is especially what a great place to train a dog, get dogs used to hunting. I mean, you can't, it's really difficult to just take a new dog out in the field and expect him to know what's going on. What do you have training programs or? How, how do people with a hunting dog, they want to get into up, upland hunting? How do, you, how do you go about that? What we do with a lot of guys is we'll do like an intro to gun, intro to bird, where we'll get them to come up with their pup one or two times, mm -hmm. you know, get them on a bird, see how that prey drive is, 
get them the dog acclimated to the gunshots, everything else. And there's a lot of phenomenal trainers through the state of Minnesota that will recommend them too. Right. If they want to go to stage one, stage two training, if they're not able to have the time or the resources to do it themselves. Are you uh, are you open all year round? We are. Yeah, we carry pheasants from about the third week in August through April, but we carry chucker partridge, bobwhite quail, and pigeons year round. Awesome. I've done a I've done a pigeon hunt before, which is super fun. It is crazy. I shot so much, my gun broke because it's just so much shooting. It's fun. You were talking about a European. Hang on, you you told me about this story. You're talking about I did a pigeon hunt. I think you went to a farm and shot pigeons off of a barn. No, that that was a different story. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, pigeon, pigeon hunts are so fun. But uh, we were talking earlier about a European hunt. Can you explain what that is? So in Europe, yeah, actually, the, in Europe in the 1800s, the royalty would stand at the edge of the field. And the beaters would come down, and they'd beat the brush, and the royalty would stand there, and they'd pass shoot the birds flying so up the So they didn't the have to walk. Them. Exactly. As I like this. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. with the whole thing. Oh, so you're saying you're royalty. I'm very, yeah, very familiar royalty. with it, yes. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is we don't have the beaters or the resources for that. So what we do is we've got a release point in the center of an area designated for all the hunters. We have the hunters standing around the outside and treat them like royalty. And we release those birds up so they're fast, high-flying birds flying up and over the top of them. We've got dog and handlers for every two stations out there. We've got a dog and handler for them. And uh, we do a European shoot the third Sunday of every month. How many members? You have members? We do. Okay. How many members have you got? We've got about 250 members Good in the club. Good for you. How many members does Wild Wings have in Hugo? Uh, I believe they're very similar. Is that right? Good for you. All right. So is there ever like a competition between members? Uh, only be Well, it, it's kind of like a golf course, Drew. You're a member at one course, but it's fun to play them all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Fun for you. All right. What, where do you want to be? When did you open up? 19 what? 1998. Okay, so you got uh, 27 years, 20, 25 years or whatever it is right now. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Any changes? 10 years, you know what? I, we love the facility the way it is. Uh, just like to see more families coming out with their guests, their dogs. And, you know, we, it's a common joke around the clubhouse. For 25 years, I'm on a lot of guys' fourth dog and second wife. You were mentioning, yeah, yeah you, were, you were mentioning before. You have a number of stations. How many stations have you got? For our sporting clays course, we've got a 20-station clays course. How about your, your shooting range? How, how far? A 200-yard rifle range, and then we've got our pistol and rifle range combo, a three-gun base, 50 yards wide and 100 yards long. A lot of people who don't know much about the outdoors, the four outdoorsmen, already the shooting and hunting and those kind of things, they, they're concerned. They are always are, are afraid of firearms and all that. How, how many injuries? Have you ever had any injuries? We've had no serious injuries at our facility, no. And we're and very fortunate. thousands and thousands and thousands of hunters out there. The Pine City High School trap team has an average of 100 to 110 kids a year that shoot in their high school league. I think they've been going for about seven years now, and they've had absolutely zero altercations. Isn't it? Rush City Trap Team just started shooting in our facility also, and yeah, just great organizations. They've been very well supported by a lot of the nonprofit organizations also. One of the things I mentioned before you came on was trap shooting, and whatever you want to call it, has, has grown so quickly and so fast. I mean, it, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Are they running out of spaces? You know, I, I, I know in the cities it becomes a thing. In the Twin Cities, you know, we're an hour north out of the cities, and we get a lot of individuals that are coming up with their kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, and enjoying that space because it's close to home. Yeah. What else you got to talk to this guy about, man? Well, I want to talk about 
crazy fair stories because uh, Chad's been here every single day from start to close, pretty much. We're on day 11. What is the weirdest thing you've seen so far at the fair? You know, uh, there seems to be a trend right now with a lot of the uh, women and ladies walking attire, around. Attire, yes. That the attire seems to be uh, shorts, yep. uh, halter top, and I would like to own stock in Lululemon. What I used to call a fanny pack is now a yeah. crossover, and there's a lot of that going around. And there's you see a lot of... Um, a lot of good and a lot of bad with that same thing. It, it's terrible because I grew up in the grunge era where everyone wore baggy, like, disgusting clothes all the time. Not anymore, that, man. That's not so much the case. You can see yeah. exactly. You know, there was a guy that walked by the other day. His quarter in his back pocket, it was on heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, have you seen any, like, you know, crazy fights or any anything else weird going on you know we've been really fortunate we haven't seen uh, by the coliseum over here the police presence has been absolutely yeah. phenomenal uh, yeah shout out off to the to police. Our officers and their police yep. their presence has been amazing they're doing an amazing job uh the state fair staff and crew has been doing a great job you know you see a couple of high school kids running around getting a little rambunctious but yeah we have not seen on our end anything over the topics that you know that yeah, one way. of the things that my wife and i work we volunteer for the wildwood lions club every year every once or twice a year at the kid fair and we sell tickets at the kid fair so when you're in a box like that people walk right by you don't even know you're there you know what i'm talking about oh yeah so you're like in a, a little fishbowl and you get to see some crazy crazy in my opinion people and some of the tattoos that i've seen Way over the top. There's been some phenomenal tattoos Way over that are the top. unbelievable artists. And oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's some that you can tell, you know, we're maybe in the basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that kind of, I'm, I'm hoping one of my granddaughters not walk around like that with tattoos on their cheeks and stuff. That's not for me. You know, there not many, not a lot of te- neck tattoos in my world, but that's, yeah. you know, it seems yeah. to be the thing. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up. Tell us how people can find you and go find a, a get up to uh uh, Wings North. Check us out at wingsnorth.org, Pine City, Minnesota. Uh, a lot of youth, women's, and ladies events. Uh, a lot of hunts coming up. Uh, we'd love to have you in one of our future events. Maybe we can get the four outdoorsmen up there and go I'd do some love hunting. To, well, then I'd have to prove my 50% thing, wouldn't I? <laughs> and that ain't going to happen. Uh, do you have education up there? Do you have coaches up there or, or guides? We have uh, about 50 part-time dog and handlers, guides that come up and help go out with groups. Uh, we've got three instructors on staff that can help buddies with shooting lessons, sporting clays, trap. We've got rifle and pistol range shooters. Uh, we're very, very fortunate. We've got a great, knowledgeable staff that do an amazing job. You know, tell you what, whether you hunt or not, whether you go to a, a game fair to shoot or not, go check it out sometime and watch the dogs work. It is absolutely amazing the relationship these guys have between their dogs we're going to wrap it up chad thanks for being on the on the four outdoors we'll come across the street and say hi he's right over there wings north is right over uh, across the street from us go say hi to chad uh thanks for listening everybody and thanks for uh, everyone stopping by at the minnesota state fair have a great state fair be safe getting home and my buddy mark's got something to say thank you everyone for coming out to the fair get outside and make some memories